It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. And James, there are some takes on the internet today. <laughs> About Joe Burrow MVP talk, right? That's what I was hearing. Joe Burrow for MVP. Is that is that what you're talking about? There was none of that. There were takes. Not Joe Burrow is MVP talk. There were takes, James, <laughs> and we're going to talk about some of those takes. And how worried should you be about the Cincinnati Bengals offense today? After Zach Taylor's made some comments and there's a viral screenshot from Paul Daner Jr.'s piece on The Athletic out there about Joe Burrow not stepping into a throw, lifting his leg out of fear, all this stuff. Just this real sky is falling rhetoric from around the league, from some national guys, from some some podcasters in our network, James, who cover other teams. So we're going to start the show by taking a look at the offense. And of course, there was still a training camp today. We're going to talk about today's practice as well a little bit later in the show. And we'll update you on injuries toward the end of things. But man, are people on one today? I, I almost I, I tweeted this. I feel like I have to mute the word burrow on Twitter to just escape the takes. I, I just, there's so much. If your conclusion from one paragraph of one reporter's article about one padded practice about a quarterback coming off of an ACL surgery is that either the Bengals ruined Joe Burrow or the Bengals should have drafted Penny Sewell as if that would make any difference to how this offense and Joe Burrow have played so far, you're lost. You're lost. You're adrift. You're at sea. And I cannot help you. And that's the rant that I have to start the show, James. I agree with you. And I think that there are so many people that want to be right. They want to be right and they don't want to let it go. And they're going to try it. And, and, And that's that's the thing when we were talking about Jackson Carmen earlier this week and last week about him potentially not starting right away. I knew people would pounce on that. And instead now it's, it's this, and it's not Paul's fault by the way, but I, I think it's completely ridiculous that, you know, and, and again, there are going to be people that give their opinions, but Jeff Lloyd covers the Browns, you know, he does locked on Browns. He has no idea what the hell is going on in Cincinnati with the Bengals. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. I was uh, in Cleveland for a time. I covered the, the Browns for a bit. I'm not paying attention to the Browns like I used to. So me chiming in on certain things, I just don't do it on social media. And it, it's wild that that clip from Paul went viral when it, it, it literally, you're right, it wouldn't have impacted anything. And I just think that you got to take a deep breath. And then turn on Locked On Bengals, and you're going to get the good and the bad. And there was plenty of that on. on <laughs> there was plenty of that on Wednesday, and it's going to be a process here. 
And guess what? It was a process when Carson Palmer recovered from his torn ACL. It's a process for every athlete when they're recovering and trying to get back to, to full form. So this idea that Joe Burrow was scared, well, the offense looks bad and they're playing bad. And there are also uh, a lot of reasons for that. One is, yeah, Joe Burrow's getting back into form. The offensive line, yeah, was shaky on Tuesday. When you reiterated it about 53 times on, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whenever you listen to it, that they were with one starter essentially yeah. in Jonah Williams. And it was a bunch of backups, a bunch of a Billy Prices, a bunch of Deontay Smith who might end up being a really, really good player, just wasn't ready for that moment. And so, yeah, the offense struggled. But can we not press the panic button yet? And uh, a lot of people did this morning, you know, as in Wednesday morning. And I was uh, I was surprised about it, uh, about it a little bit at the same time. That's the Internet. That's social media. And that's life in 2021. Yeah. Go outside. Get off Twitter. Put your phone down. You know, like if, if you're getting ready to hot take off of one day of training camp. I mean, how, how many times have we said, yeah, they've they've had their times. There's a trend here, but it's too early to draw conclusions. That's the the primary issue here is we're trying to draw conclusions off of one day at camp that nobody witnessed outside of some Bengals beat writers and and people that aren't watching the practice are like, oh, man, if the Bengals ruin Burrow, oh, man, they should have drafted Sewell. Like, what are we doing? Stop. Go away. Don't don't tweet about my quarterback if you're not watching him. By the way, are we sure Sam Hubbard wouldn't kick Penny Sewell's ass in, in a practice? I think he should, and I think he probably would more times than not. Like th- this idea that Sewell would have suddenly, and I don't even want to have that argument. That's the stupid thing. And I wrote that uh, on Wednesday morning. Like, how about you just say the Bengals need to go out and get more proven guys that can actually compete and, and bolster their depth in the trenches? Because that is a valid argument. Worrying about the the draft, which was months ago, when the Bengals got the player they thought was better in their eyes. You can't keep looking back, but what you can do is say, all right, what options do they have and how can they improve their depth? And, and I, I think we both agree that they should be looking at tackles in free agency. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. We'll talk about it a little bit later today when we talk about how the offensive line looked on on Wednesday. But there are so many reasons. You mentioned this. There's so many reasons that the offense might be struggling at this point in camp. Somebody replied to my tweet and was like, Patrick Mahomes has 10 interceptions in 11 on 11s in Kansas City. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, it's believable, right? Because training camp is a time when sometimes you push the issue. You, you, you experiment with things a little bit. And I'm not saying that's what's happening with Joe, although we do know that, you know, coming back from an ACL injury is a big deal especially in your first padded practice back when contact gets a little bit heavier. And we also know that he changed his mechanics a little bit. So maybe that's in his head a little bit. I'm not, I don't think that's probably too related, but it could be playing a part because he maybe is in his head a little bit. I mean, he even said it in his press conference that he is still thinking about his mechanics from time to time. So it could be, you know, his knees hurting a little bit because that's the way rehab goes. It's not linear. It could be, that he's thinking about his mechanics. It could be that he's rusty. It could be, it could be that he is shaken or, or not ready to be back out there. But to say that that is the likely answer when we know what we know about Joe Burrow is insane. By the way, Joe Burrow did not practice on Wednesday. So I guess we, we probably should have said that at the top worth mentioning 
Zach Taylor doing some load management for his quarterback today. He was out there in a nice 360-degree brimmed hat looking very fatherly while he watched the practice. So that was fun. But uh, just a note that he did not practice when I'm when I'm saying all these things about him today. No, he didn't practice. And I think it was a well-timed day by Zach. And he did – hell, we buried the lead, I guess, here. But he really buried the lead. He did an 18-minute press conference and mentioned it towards the end. And he did mention that Burrow was still wanting to play, wanted to get those reps. But here's why I like this. Back-to-back off days. Off Wednesday, off Thursday for Burrow. He can kind of regroup, recalibrate. He's been frustrated. Uh, multiple players, defensive players, Chidobe Awuzie mentioned that on Wednesday that, hey, you know, it, sometimes it's good to, to get the, the opposing, you know, get the quarterback frustrated a bit. And it's good to see that. Uh, the, the same thing with Ricardo Allen, who compared Burrow uh, to, to Matt Ryan from a, a mental standpoint. He said he loves the way he, he processes information and how competitive he is. And he saw some of that frustration too. And yeah, just let him reset a little bit because he's been busting his ass mentally, right? He went from national championship to securing himself as the number one pick to trying to resurrect the franchise to, during a COVID year to, hey, man, you better get your knee better. And it's just a lot. It's been a lot. And, and it's a grind. And so you give him a couple days and you see if he can bounce back on Friday. And the other thing that I think you want to get to and we can get to coming up is the fact that they're still early in this install and they're still installing a bunch of stuff and that impacts uh, the offense and how the offense looks against the defense. So we'll discuss that. Plus we got injuries and more coming up next. Rockauto.com is the place to be. We talk about it all the time here on Locked on Bengals. There's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation. You want reliability in the trenches? right? We talk about that. Well, you want a reliable automobile as well. And so you got to get to rockauto.com because they have car parts for hundreds of different makes and models. Whether you drive a Daewoo, a Toyota Corolla, a Honda, it doesn't matter. They have what you're looking for. It could be something serious, you know, something intense uh, where you're looking for maybe a fuel pump or something like that, or something as simple as air filters, which is what I used when I bought my Toyota Corolla. I went to rockauto.com, got some new air filters. So I was breathing that clean air. You need to check them out right now. You could save 30, 50, even 60% off the same parts you'd get from the big box store at rockauto.com. So go there now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're absolutely right, James. I did want to talk about some of those other reasons. I keep getting distracted by my rants that I'm losing my my organized (laughs) thoughts of, of other things that are contributing 
to to what's happening in Bengals practices right now. And and one thing that shouldn't be lost that a few people in our comment section on YouTube have said, and the YouTube comments are hilarious. Uh, but a few people have said, hey, maybe the defense is better. Maybe it's a good thing that this defense is better. And we've talked about that. But I think that the team also is pretty confident in their, in their defense right now, specifically in the secondary. We heard Von Bell talk about it. We've talked about how good Jesse Bates is. But I think these new additions are playing really well. Chidobie Wuzier, even Trey Waynes, Mike Hilton, who's brought an edge to that entire unit. It's well documented at this point. These guys are playing well with swagger. We talked about that yesterday. And if the secondary is playing really well, it would stand a reason that maybe the offense would be having a bit of a harder time. And the other thing that you mentioned, James, right before we went into break is the current structure of the Bengals practice, and Zach Taylor talked about this on Wednesday, is not hyper-competitive. They're not doing their mini-games yet where the defense or the offense can get points for you know stops or touchdowns or field goals or wherever it is. They're not doing those competitive move-the-ball, as Zach Taylor said, parts of practice yet. They're not doing mini-game plans to, to work on a full drive simulation. They're doing, as Zach Taylor said, four or five plays at a time. So not really getting in that rhythm. They're, they're focusing on getting their plays in, getting their concepts installed. They're focused on teaching right now. That's the part of training camp that we're in. We're not in the part of training camp yet where the offense is going to go at the defense and they're going to try to stop each other or score points or whatever it is. Obviously, you would like the execution to be better. You're not going to hear us like make excuses that are uh, saying that, no, this offense is fine, but... I do think that if there's something to worry about on this team, it's still not yet Joe Burrow. I'm not there yet. I'm still thinking Joe Burrow's a guy who should bounce back. And there are reasons that make sense that they will bounce back. But I guess the important thing to say is that it doesn't mean the observations that we've made so far are incorrect. Like the offense has been struggling. It doesn't mean it's something to worry about necessarily. It's just a statement of fact. The offense has not been moving smoothly. They've had drops. They've had missed passes. They've left some stuff on the field. And all of these things can be true without the sky falling. No, the sky isn't falling. And and that was the problem with the narrative that, that was going around, right? That you led the show with. Like Joe Burrow isn't broken. Okay. He's figuring it out. This is the same Joe that was great in OTAs. This is the same Joe that stood up there at his first news conference, and we were like, man, Joe looks in great shape, and he just looks like QB1. And Look, he's figuring it out. And there were a lot of times last camp where he was figuring it out, and he would have a bad day, and then a good day, and a bad day, and then a good day. The good days are going to come, and it may take a little longer. The install – heck, I noticed on family day, Chase – Ran right into Boyd. I think I mentioned it on the podcast and Boyd ended up catching the ball anyway. Like there are little things like that that need to get ironed out. That's what camp is for. And so is the offense humming yet? No, but what is humming? And, and I, what I do think is legit because it's it's translated to everything from uh, red zone drills, one-on-ones, all this stuff. I think these defensive backs, I think they're legit. I think that this group, I think they're playing at a high level right now. I think it's challenging Jamar. I think it's making things hard on Tyler Boyd, a guy who's very proven in this league, the most proven receiver, maybe most proven player on that offense. And, and so, yeah, it's it's good that that this is happening long-term. 
because at some point Jamar was going to get challenged. And if he's getting challenged now, it should make it easier uh, when the, the real bullets start flying. Right. And look, it's not just chase. It's not just one guy. Higgins had a drop on Wednesday during drills. Like there's just things that need to be cleaned up, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to press panic on this offense. Cause I think it's too talented. And I asked Zach that because they're not getting any separation. I mean, it's hip on hip on hip on hip uh, for, for most of camp. And so I asked Zach, are are you concerned about that? You've praised your defensive backs for the past 15 minutes. Are you concerned about your receivers not getting separation? And he didn't flinch. He said, no, once we get past this install part and we're going to that next phase, I know what these guys can do. So didn't flinch, didn't blink, didn't do anything. Might have laughed at me internally for asking the question. I had to ask it. And, uh, And so we'll see. Is he right? Maybe. Is he wrong? Either way. We will uh, we'll cover it and we'll be honest about it. And I think that's the key here because the the craziness that's transpired over the past 24, 36 hours has been pretty wild. It's just nuts that it's coming from people that aren't even there. It's people seeing one paragraph and just extrapolating so much from one little paragraph. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I bet I bet most people didn't read that. Right. Read the whole article. They might not even have an athletic subscription. Yeah. And so they're just saving that screenshot and like, oh, Burrow's in trouble. And who knows what these people, have. you know, I'm sure a lot of people have agendas. Right. You know, Jeff Lloyd's a big Browns homer. So it's all right. And, and you know what? He might be in trouble, but it's, we don't know yet is the point. We don't know mm-hmm. really a whole lot yet. And, and any conclusions that we're trying to draw saying, oh, the defensive backs are legit or not legit. Like, Yeah, we can opine about individual guys. You do it. I do it. Everybody does it. But the truth is, ultimately, we don't really know a whole lot quite yet. Let's talk a little bit about day two of practice, James. It was an emphasis on short yardage, according to Zach Taylor. Brandon Allen hit a couple deep balls that Charlie G pointed out on Twitter. We got a a deep completion to T. Higgins that he described as the most explosive play of training camp so far. It came off a play action play. And there's a great picture. I think Sam green from the Inquirer captured of T Higgins going way up or not T Higgins, Jamar chase going way up to catch a deep ball as well. So we got some highlights, some fireworks from these receivers outside downfield. And again, with really a lot of backups on the offensive line, reef went through the walkthrough, didn't get back out for the afternoon part of practice. The offensive line continuing to have some struggles, particularly with the young guys, particularly with the guys that right now we're not expecting to be starters in week one. Yeah, offensive line has been um, the, the biggest concern, the thing we've talked about a ton. And I do wonder about Riley Reef. It, it's, he seems fine. Taylor kind of dismissed it when I, I, oddly enough, asked him about Reef too. You could see where my uh agenda where my focus was was on the offense today and uh, he's like oh no he went through the walkthrough he might be out there and he was uh, standing out there didn't practice but uh why would you put him out there today by the way when you have thursday off and you could just bring him back friday i think it makes a ton of sense because you have friday saturday sunday so same thing with joe right it was the same thing with any of these guys that are nicked up give him the extra day and then hit the ground running here when you, you are now past the installation period, because Riley Reef gets it. He doesn't need the install. He's ready to go. And you want him out there when Burrow comes back, because obviously you want these guys to start executing and start winning, so to speak, on offense. And let's continue the conversation about day two of camp. A lot to talk about, I think, with this offensive line. 
And any other performances that stood out to you, James, we'll also get to those injury updates we have. Some guys returning, some guys, as you mentioned, James, sticking on the sidelines with those back-to-back off days. We'll go there coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Maybe it's the NBA where Jake Lisko Chicago Bulls are making a push with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. They obviously got Zach Levine there. Maybe they re-sign Laurie Marketing with Vucevic and really go after it. Maybe not, but uh, I think there's a chance there that the Bulls are a top five, top six seed in the East, or maybe it's the Lakers and LeBron. Point is, at Bet Online, you can bet. On the NBA, you can also bet on Major League Baseball if you want to see the Reds make a push or you're bullish on them in that bullpen surviving over the next few months. You can wager on them or Joe Burrow or the NBA or the NFL, excuse me. So literally, if you're betting or want to bet, and it doesn't matter where you live, you live in America, you can get this done at betonline.ag. You don't need to drive from state to state or do anything like that. Get in on the action today. Head to the website, betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's that simple. Locked on at betonline.ag. You got to use that promo code, though, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Reds are spooky man i know we're we're going to talk about the Bengals. i'm going to take 10 seconds to say i was tracking the red score today with 6-1 and then they gave up four runs in the eighth inning like man that's you talk about that bullpen holding up that's a yikes for me anyway let's let's finish up our conversation about the practice today because you mentioned it the offensive line continues to look shaky and the takeaway should not be that the Bengals' offensive line is in for another long season. We don't know that yet. And also, I don't even know if we think... I I don't think we know that the players that are struggling are necessarily going to struggle long-term. But certainly right now, it's an issue. The, the, The big takeaway is that this offensive line maybe doesn't have the depth that would make you feel really good about you know, one or two injuries happening and needing to put somebody up there with some of the guys, for example, that have been out there on the last couple of days. And so as soon as Akeem Adenergy gets hurt, we talked about they should probably go out and get somebody because, well, first off, why are you relying on a six round pick to be your first guy off the bench? Unless you're really high on him and we haven't seen him. So maybe he would have been a very adequate backup. Beyond that, you know, you got Fred Johnson who has years in the league and you've got a guy in Deontay Smith, who you feel good about his upside, but we've seen maybe not ready quite yet. Maybe he gets there after the preseason, maybe not. But this is why we've talked about, James, get one more guy. We've talked about it throughout free agency. We like the re-signing, but you know, how many times would we say, oh man, if they had just gotten Matt Filer as well, or if they had just done one other thing as well, then you're, you're feeling better about it. And with Jackson Carmen continuing to have his issues early on, Billy Price having some issues early on, 
it's kind of reinforcing that idea that, you know, maybe the starters are going to be okay. We haven't heard people ripping Quentin Spain and Xavier Suafilo. We haven't seen enough of Trey Hopkins. Riley Reef has drawn no complaints, but maybe this depth could use a shot in the arm a little bit. It does. I mean, Billy Price might be your starter. Like in at minimum, he's your backup center. Well, based on what I saw on th- uh, on Wednesday during one on ones, he's not a backup NFL center, and it's just one on ones. Fine. Well, we have years to go over now. There's like the year of Price. Well, how many years do you need before you draw the conclusion that yeah, he's just he's a third string center, <laughs> and that's just kind of what he is. He's a, a b- barely a backup lineman. Like that's how I view him right now, and he's got to earn more than that because it was rough. It's a rough go for a lot of these guys. And, and you ask Zach Taylor, I think it was Paul Daner who asked Zach Taylor about potentially adding a tackle. And he's like, oh yeah, Fred Johnson, it's not that serious. And you know, Isaiah Prince, and like Isaiah Prince might be good, okay? He might. He might impress and be a good enough player to be a backup. But is that what you're banking on? Like Michael Jordan uh, at guard or Fred Johnson's quad healing or Isaiah Prince shocking the world, uh, you know, like to me, that's just, it's a bad bet. Even if you see it, like see the potential, that's great. But I want that potential plus a proven commodity or two. And, and that's where they they fumble it here this off season. It wasn't not taking Penny Sewell. It was not adding another lineman. That is Riley Reef. Can I get the Riley Reef of guards where he's like this borderline pro bowler, former first round pick that's got so many skins on the wall and can come in and, and play at a high level? Like I like Xavier Suofilo. He was a bust for the Texans, basically. He's a 33rd overall pick, one contract type guy. And he's just kind of this serviceable backup lineman. And I'm not trying to be mean, but the Texans thought they were getting more when they drafted him 33rd overall. And so that's your potential starter. Like, it's just, they, they just need a little bit more. They need one or two more veterans like that that you feel confident in, and they just don't have it. So now it's like hoping Fred Johnson works or hoping Isaiah Prince emerges or hoping, hoping, hope. I'm tired of hoping, Jake. I'm tired of hoping. Well, and I don't think to them it's hope. I think to us it certainly looks like hope because we don't know what any of these guys are doing. We're not seeing them. And, and now we are. Now you are. Some people are seeing them up close. But the coaching staff maybe thinks, you know, we got to do our job and develop because generally speaking, NFL teams don't build their depth through free agency. You might get a few guys here, there, Eli Apple, uh, you know, Ricardo Allen, a couple examples on the Bengals right now who, who they are depth signings that came from free agency. Trent Taylor, if he makes a team, a depth mm-hmm. signing that comes from free agency. So you do get some of it, but a lot of times your depth, especially on the offensive line, especially in the trenches seems to be built through, you know, those mid-round draft picks. And the Bengals have a lot of those guys on the roster right now, and they need them to step up and be able to be that serviceable NFL backup who can make a a spot start and not kill you. And so far, we're not really confident in that. And there's probably some PTSD at play here too, right? Where like everything is going to be magnified to the 10th degree and we're expecting things to continue to be bad because they have been rough for the last couple of years. So probably a good mix of things going on there and injuries, not helping things either. Right. Riley reef. Once he gets back out there, maybe things start to look a little bit better. Maybe Fred Johnson. Once we get a look at him in pads, you feel better about the backup tackle situation. But again, we don't know that yet. 
But this is a good transition period here, talking about those injuries to the offensive linemen. For some other injury updates before we wrap up, James, Trey Waynes still not practicing. We'll see if he's back after the day off. Uh, dealing with a, a minor injury. Again, the team not concerned about Trey Waynes, thinking it's just, you know, typical training camp, bumps and bruises, being cautious, no reason to put him at additional risk. Also not worried about Riley Reef, who, as Zach mm-hmm. Taylor mentioned, was back at walkthrough. I think we'll probably see him back, but I, I don't know that with any any uh, confidence. But it just I have the feeling that he'll be back pretty soon. Uh, also not practicing were Eli Apple, who may have a ding. Joe Mixon, Zach Taylor said, had a little bit of an injury, but he did practice. What what What's funny? Nothing, man. You know what's funny. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Uh, Nothing. Jesse Keep Bates, going. Jesse Bates also didn't practice. Not injury-related as far as we know. Joe Burrow obviously didn't practice. Back at practice was Darius Phillips. So that's a, a nice little thing for the secondary to get Darius Phillips working back in there. And then Trey Hopkins, I think, still easing back in a little bit. Not necessarily doing everything with the first unit. As you mentioned, James, Billy Price getting some time at center with the first team. Depth, 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 depth. That's the key. It's it's sort of funny. Like, I, I think the big difference between the defensive backs, it, it, you know, last year to this year, it's not like the the high-end talent. It's that they're like five deep. Like William Jackson III, I, I don't know if Chidobe Awuze is necessarily better than him, right? He, he's off to a better start at camp, but Jackson's probably the better player, certainly paid to be the better player. But their fourth corner is Eli Apple, and he looks really good. And now Darius Phillips, instead of your third corner, and one of your starting outside corners is your fifth corner. And it's like, oh, well, that's what the Bengals need in the trenches. And unfortunately, you know, they didn't do it. And that's why when you go down those injuries, Eli Apple dinged up, Trey Wayne's dinged up. The defensive back's still playing well. Secondary's still playing well. And that's with those guys dealing with things. Jesse Bates not practicing Wednesday, and the secondary still uh, was okay, you know, not as good as they had been in previous days, but they were still good. And, yeah, and that, we, I think that kind of that, that kind of shows you that the difference when you have some depth and when you don't. We saw those deep completions. Maybe that's just because you know Trey and Jesse Maybe. aren't out there, and and that's giving T and Jamar and Brandon Allen the confidence to hit those passes. B Allen. Yeah, we'll see what happens after a couple of days off here. We've got a mailbag coming your way tomorrow with the off day. We'll answer all of your panicked, I'm assuming, questions about the state of the Bengals for Thursday's episode, the the weekend mailbag. That'll be going up Thursday night. So until then, Bengals fans, we're around on Twitter. We'll be back soon. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.